You're listening to DraftKings Network. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Who are these guys? It's my theme music. Every good hero should have some. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Journeyman here with DraftKings, Meadowlark Media. We're going to give you a little peek behind the curtain. I'm moving from L.A. to Miami, like literally last night. I got off the plane four hours ago, and as of like just now, I am a Miami resident. So it's week two, technically, and we're figuring this all out. This is what the beauty of Journeyman is, is that there is no stability when you bounce (laughs) around the way that Journeyman does, because that was my professional career. And I'm joined today by Sidney Colson, professional basketball player in the WNBA. But how do I give an intro for you? Like, how do you like to be introduced? Is it just basketball player? Is it comedian? I think I've, I've grown to accept that as both because I felt like I had to be, like, doing something that uh-huh. a lot of people could see mm. to be considered a comedian. Mm. But I'm like, I guess... I accept that, yeah. that label now. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think Journey Woman, I've been. There it is. Places in the league, too. So, how many teams have you played for? Five. Five teams. Yeah, you're, you're a Journey Woman for sure. Uh, so, so, okay, comedian, professional basketball player, the most ridiculous professional athlete. You talk about stupid, and I don't mean stupid in like a bad way. I mean, like, no home <laughs> training. Like, I swear to God, I don't get how you get away with some of the stuff you post on social media, but it has me so weak. See, I'm not I'm not joking. I'd be at home. You want to talk. LOL. Yes, because I, I, I appreciate good slap stickery. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, that's why we click. That's why we click. Because I'm like, that's why we connected. <laughs> exactly. All right. So we're here on Journeyman slash Journeywoman now that Sydney's on the show. But I can't wait to get your perspective on this first topic because we're going to jump into Anthony Davis. Did you see the Laker in the Nuggets game last night? Yeah, yeah. What are your thoughts? I mean, I just had a feeling like Denver wasn't going to lose like game one on their home court. But I think they probably should be a little worried because Jokic and Murray had really good games. So did uh, Caldwell Pope. Mm-hmm. It was a six-point game at the end of the day. I don't think like the Lakers just played great, you know. They yeah. had a really good game. I- Reeves had some big shots, but I don't know. I think the Lakers might – take the series though you know i i you think the lakers gonna take the series i think they might i'm gonna be honest i i gotta re- respect and if they don't the nuggets will <laughs> i tweeted mm. that yesterday people were pissed like <laughs> uh-uh. that's literally how uh yeah if the lakers don't win the nuggets will take the series no i like that analysis but i want to talk about the injury that anthony davis got after game five because he got hit in the face all right. And I'm a big time Laker fan. My son is a big time Laker fan. I'm a big Braun fan. I was a big Kobe fan. So I'm I'm in, I'm invested in the Lakers. Now I'm a casual. I'll be honest with you. Don't try, don't try to talk to me about the high pick post three triangle bullshit. I don't know none of that. Okay. I know basketball casual. like like everybody else. 
So yeah. when he got hurt, and then I'm like, dang, he's hurt. And, you know, obviously that's a big part of the Lakers squad and our ability to win the championship. But he's going out on a wheelchair, and I thought that was a little much. I'm going to be honest with you, Sid. I don't want to be that guy. But I did think it was a little much. I seen Chuck and Shaq laughing. They were making jokes. Stephen A. Smith made some comments. I think AD unfollowed him on Twitter. So yeah. I just, I mean, you're a professional basketball player. So I'm going to give the floor to you. What was your thoughts on AD's injury situation after game five? It's hilarious to like hear from non-basketball players, specifically football players, <laughs> about <laughs> concussions. <laughs> For y'all, I'm sure, you know, like the level of like toughness that you got to have to play football is like. It's next level. You got to be a little crazy. It's astronomical. And yeah. so, granted, I mean, like, you will look at that and feel like, what? what? <laughs> like, a lot of people will look at that. Even, like, older players, like, from Shaq and Charles era, like, their level of toughness, you look at something like that and you're like, no. Nah. But, like, in reality, it could just take one hit to the right spot to, I be, to be concussed. But the funny thing about it, like, it's wild because, you know, like, me, like, I, I border the line a lot of times with, like, all right, should you make that joke? Should you say that? But, like, I mean, comedians do that. Like, you yeah, you got toe the line or you cross it. it a lot of the time. So when I looked at that, when, like, when I was seeing the remarks and, like, the comments on Twitter, it's hard to not laugh at some stuff, even uh -huh. if it is serious. But it's kind of like if you're at a funeral and somebody gets up to, <laughs> like, talk about the dead person they're talking shit about them and it might be right but it's like dog it's like not the time though right now like i know you laugh at funerals i i know <laughs> you are the person that your family probably can't stand you because they like you got to put you in a certain section of the church yeah i'm like people gotta stop dying <laughs> now look i got a lot of concussions to your point about football players i probably had at least six concussions in my professional that's not including college and beyond my professional hey. football career and, and I'm that's talking, probably clouding your judgment. And, that's, <laughs> and your vision. <laughs> so, yes, it's probably clouding my judgment and my vision. And again, like I said, I, I there's been times where I don't remember anything. So if I see it hit to the face, yeah, I'm going to be like, okay. Yeah. And I never went out on a wheelchair. Now, I might not know what day of the week it was or how I got to where I was at, but I walked off. So That part made it funny. Yeah, that part. That part made it funny. So let's play this clip. I think we have a clip of Charles and Shaq of the incident. I, I think I do too, but what are you laughing about? You know what they're laughing at. I'm laughing at Chuck. Girl. <laughs> I'm just, Shaq, Shaq, I know what they're laughing at. Shaq, you understand? Shaq is over there crumbling up paper. That's why I was laughing. <laughs> that's not what I'm going I'm man. laughing at Chuck. Girl. Come on, tell the truth. I'm they understand. Girl. Come on, man. Stop it, man. Stop it. <laughs> Ernie, wait, don't let us go there. Because if we go there, it'll never I'm stop. <laughs> it'll never stop. Ernie, we need to go to that next game quickly. <laughs> no, we don't. Oh, man. Oh, Chuck. Tell me, give me your takeaway from the game, oh. Chuckster. Uh, there's not, no shocker. The Lakers were, you know, they were kind of engaged. But when you give up 100, uh, when you give up 70 points in the first half, you're not <laughs> kidding. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm sitting, fixing my seat. <laughs> I'm fixing Ernie, my Ernie, seat. Ernie. What is Kenny doing? I'm fixing my seat. <laughs> what? I did not do that. You're fixing your seat. I did not do that. <laughs> Man, guys, come on now. Now, I didn't laugh at AD's injury. I didn't think it was funny at all. 
but I'm not going to lie. I laughed at them laughing because it's like <laughs> one of the things where someone else in the room is laughing. You can't help but laugh. But I'm like, these guys are idiots. Right. So you're telling me I'm tripping for thinking it's funny that they thought it was funny, Sid. Final verdict right, ha- right now. No. OK, thank God. All right. I can see like both ways. I- I'm not going to lie. I got to apologize to Joker because, you know, that meme from uh, Shaq. I wasn't familiar with your game. Like I said, I'm a oh, casual. Yeah. I fell into the hype of them acting like Jokic was only getting them MVPs because of, oh, he's a white player. Like, I, I didn't know. I'm like, oh, is that what's going on? Because I'm a casual. I don't know. If NBA players are saying it, Sid, if yeah, professionals, yeah, yeah. I believe it. I watched the game. I'm like, oh, y'all was tripping. This yeah. dude, he's better than everybody. I think he's really good. I think Embiid, I think Embiid deserved the MVP okay. this year. Though. And I think... um he has a crazy skill set. Like, I love his game. I love how you keep saying you're a casual, though. Like, like you embrace it. <laughs> I am. I am a casual. You were all shame. Because I, I, seen, I, seen I seen a clip of uh, Shumpert on his podcast talking about, like, Braun, and they were running this play over and over again. And he's like, yo, we were doing a, a, a high-pitch post off it. And it, was, it, it, it dawned on me at that moment. I'm like, I have no idea what the hell he's talking about. <laughs> and... So we're met because with football, like everyone has these opinions and I have to sit there and I got to act like we're having an intelligent conversation about like football. And but yeah. I, in my mind, I know I'm like, yo, you don't know what the hell you're what talking is- about. You just you literally just watch this on TV. Correct. And I got to act me. like, yeah, yeah, I got to act like we both are equal in our opinions on like our knowledge base. And it was at that moment I realized I'm like, OK, I'm literally just a fan, which is a good thing. I don't I embrace it. Yeah. So, you know. I'm a casual, I, but Joker is legit, and he. I was like, yo, he's, he he's, he's, he's nice. He's great. like that. He's going to be a scary dude to kind of beat. But I think Hachimura did well on him late in the game, and I feel like the Lakers kind of yeah. figured something out. And also, his That's nickname right. is Black Samurai, and I thought that was racist, but then I found out that he actually named himself that, so it was all good <laughs> after that. So it's fine. So it's fine. It's all right. It's fine. I, re- I refuse right, no, to use it. I like him. I like him. I was thinking the same thing. Like I think they they're gonna keep him on. Jokic for a lot of the series and have AD be the person like rotating for help. All right. So, foul trouble. so me and you are in agreement that the Lakers are going to win the series. We're going to come back to this. And if we're yeah. wrong. Just edit it. We'll just edit, edit it. To, we'll say? You said the, the nugget. So we'll just edit the clip. That's what I'm about to say. Yeah. I'm going to say it right now, though, real quick. So that it yeah, can be it. like, cool. Make sure no, we I got think it. The nuggets, I think the Nuggets will win it. <laughs> no, I think the Lakers will win it. Okay. So they can use either one of those. <laughs> All right, we're back on Journey, man. We got our guy back in the building, Amin El Hassan here joining us with Sidney Colson still in the building. Amin, what's up, dude? What's up, man? What's up with that vest? You like this vest? You look like Martin Lawrence. <laughs> I'm ready for everything, like, man. Like 1990s action movie, Martin <laughs> Lawrence, where there's like bad boys and blue streak or something like that. Everywhere or something like that. Exactly. I got all the pockets, man. I, you don't know what I got in these pockets. <laughs> I am ready for every situation. So many zippers. So many zippers. Uh... All right, we already talked Lakers, we talked Nuggets, we talked round or the Western Conference Finals before you got here. I mean, but now, I mean, there's reports that LeBron has had a camera crew, the same, some of the same filmmakers from the Michael Jordan Last Dance doc mm-hmm. that have been following him around this season, and there could be potentially a Last Dance-style version of this Lakers season. And LeBron, I mean, what do you... Top line thoughts. Do you think you'll be included as a voice in that doc? Hell no. No? Oh, no. Why? Man. Why wouldn't you be in that doc? I suspect LeBron doesn't like me. 
<laughs> I know this because I know Rich Paul. Okay. And I know Maverick. And neither one of them like you. No, they do like okay, me. Okay, they like, like you. But cool. like they've never said, oh man, LeBron said this or what. Oh, he liked it. It never, ever, ever has it ever been brought up. And anytime me and him are in the same place at the same time, like he doesn't even make eye contact. So I'm just like, eh. <laughs> so, Finn, do you have any insight there? Do you, do you know if LeBron likes, I mean, from what I'm gathering right here, no. <laughs> if someone automatically knows you don't like them, then it's probably the truth. He does not F with you, it appears. <laughs> All right. Well, that's that's a good jumping off point. All right. So Amin won't be in the last dance dog, right? We know that for sure. Who else won't be in the last dance LeBron dog? I'm going to go first. Sid, I'm going to say Paul Pierce isn't going to make it. Ooh. Right? These, yeah. Now now we're just listing LeBron haters. Now, I don't know if you were a LeBron hater. I mean, is that why he doesn't like you? I'm not. I'm, I, have I, you said things that I've you said, regret? Have I been? No. That I regret? Yes. Yeah, so I said one thing that the, the show next door plays every single time I say anything very forceful, which is in 2016, when the Warriors are up 3-1, I said, it's a wrap. So <laughs> I said, I said I, I, not a wrap for the series. I said, it's a wrap for LeBron. Being the best player, he's got to be like a more supporting role, kind of like I like. It was. Hey, look, hey, it made sense. It was. Uh, he was 13 years into his career, a lot of miles. Like the, the Warriors were running circles around them and stuff. And I was like, hey, man, ain't no shame in it. Everybody ages, and you got to age gracefully. And I said him like demanding that he's the main focal point. Those days are over. And then of course they mm. won the next three games, and uh, and then God. he put together like yes. these amazing seasons after that, and. Probably around 2020, I was like, ah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe I got that wrong. Uh, so you will be in the dock then. You just won't be doing an interview. Yeah, Get that clip yeah. will absolutely <laughs> be in the LeBron Last Dance dock. Sid, who you got? You got anybody that won't be in the LeBron dock? Um, I'm going to say uh, Dylan Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> I would say uh, just from everything that unfolded during that Grizzly series, because yikes. Yeah, that's that's a great one. But I think he will be in the dog because they need comedic relief. You know what? Yeah, right. Yeah. Like we need someone to well, laugh at. Yeah. Will, you, will he agree to it though? Dylan Brooks giving it from China. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Man. Well, I don't know how they'll be able to schedule the production. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, so, so do you think? So is Dylan Brooks LeBron's Isaiah Thomas? Like. No way. Come well, I mean, on not no, not in terms of stature, but definitely in terms of what you talk in terms of role on the, on the on, in the documentary. The way Isaiah, who one of the greatest players of all time, but he turned yeah. into a punchline basically, right? He, he turned did. into right. some some we laughed at. I yeah. think the same thing will probably happen. Maybe not just Dylan Brooks. There are a lot of it. Paul Pierce. Yeah, well, Paul see, Pierce might be more the Isaiah Thomas than yeah. Dylan Brooks. Yeah, but I don't. But I don't know. If Paul has enough moments. Where like he was just embarrassed by LeBron, like Paul held his own, you know. Yeah. So then again, I guess no, that's, that's valid. But I guess like Isaiah Thomas, like yeah, you can't just reduce him to that one moment because he was a great player. Yeah. So you got to still have somebody that battled with LeBron. And I, I, this is a good question. Who's the person who's like, yo, we're just gonna erase him from from history? Like they're not even gonna mention it. Skip Bayless is one for sure. He's not making a oh duck. Oh my gosh. He's not. He's not getting the invite to, but, to comment. No, they're not. Not in the invite, but they they might use clips again because they'll yeah, have him and yeah. Shannon probably. I don't know because LeBron has he has not acknowledged Skip a single time in twenty years, which is crazy is to think about. I love so that. 
I love the thought of him doing a last dance talk and acting like his his takes, which are the loudest anti-LeBron takes, don't even exist. Yeah. That's how you like, erase somebody from history. Never heard of the dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love that. How sure. embarrassing. If you spend so much time talking about somebody and they never acknowledge you. Kind of like you, I mean, like. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm gonna tell you one thing. I ain't embarrassed on the first and the fifteenth. Hey, tell her. <laughs> and she's still clear. clear. <laughs> uh, who else? I think uh, Stack. My dog Stack might be on his road to not being in the LeBron doc. Really? Yeah, I think he's he said some things recently. Podcast people letting LeBron score, and you know, sometimes it, it don't. I, you know, I, I don't want to make. I'm a big Bron fan, lifetime Bron fan. I'll be honest with it. I'm biased, uh, a lot of bias from my perspective. But I feel like those there's some people that do try to make, you know, headlines or it does seem like it's a little vendetta. And you're not looking at it objectively. Like if you hate on Braun at this stage, I don't want you, I, I tweeted this. I don't want you in my life. I want to block you <laughs> on social media. I don't want you a part of anything I'm a part of because your energy isn't right for my spirit and where I want to go in life. You feel me, Sid? <laughs> <laughs> really do that really resonated with me Hawk. yes you cut you cut off because oh. to be hating on lebron at this point is like people are gonna it would be like if jordan was at this point and you were just finding reasons to like talk down on the dude but it's like just appreciate the greatness that you're experiencing like you're not gonna see this from another player in a very long time not mm. like this kind of career and doing this what 18 years whatever years into their career like you're not gonna hashtag see hashtag year 20 hashtag year 20 dude that's crazy strive for greatness yo i played basketball four weeks ago now um and i take a break so i hoop every once in a while but i hooped and i tried to hoop twice in three days this is not a nah. lot i pulled my hamstring nah bro bending over like at the butt what, like what? it popped like Welcome. it was like what? at the butt like uh, the high joint that's like the I, I, I can't old bend man down ass injury, and man. I broke my <laughs> hand and don't know where I broke it. So my hand is still broke right now. Four weeks later, you don't know where. I don't know when it happened. When it, so I, I broke you. my hand and pulled my hamstring by the butt at 37. And I'm like, LeBron is really still out there hooping. First of all, the hamstring injury that you're describing—that is a very old man injury. You <sighs> might you might want to start lying yeah. to people and just say I rolled my ankle. I That's wasn't even I'm running, like, fam. I was <laughs> bending down for a ball. Uh, you that know, thing popped on me. I tore my ulnar collateral. Down for a ball, yeah. I, don't think you I don't think you want to say that like that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you, Sid. I appreciate you being on the show and, and helping me get my get Where's my vocabulary right. <laughs> Where's Cam and Mason? You need them. Uh, yeah, I tore my ulnar collateral ligament playing in a charity soccer game. And it was like, what happened? The ball hit you in the head. What? I was like, no. I was jogging lightly up one direction and then... Play change direction. So I turned around. I started jogging lightly the other way, and my body was like, "Whoa, Whoa. we changing directions now? Is that what we doing?" And I just fell like a tree. I can brand went, new, man. <laughs> exactly. That's that's what my body said, man. That's that's old man stuff, man. Like, yeah. you, I learned that. I think I learned on that day. Look, I woke up this morning. I felt good. Why would I go do something that's gonna make me not feel good later? That's a good point. And I haven't missed it one bit. You know Ever what? since then, I was like, yeah, I don't need to do this. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find my rhythm post-retirement, being the, the old guy. It's a new world for me. I'm not used to not being able to to bend down. Sid, That's you, a new thing. Sid, you're young. You don't know about this. The elliptical well, is your I'll friend. I you, though. I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. Like, I used to no. just get there and, like, not warm up and do stuff. I'm like, I warm up about 20 minutes now. 20 minutes. You got icy hot. You got it. I, like, when I retired, I was doing... 
hot tub, cold, cold tub, dog, uh, icy yeah. hot, stretch, band. It took me, I had to leave meetings early. Everybody else was in meetings that they had before practice. I had to leave early to start my pre-practice wow. routine just to make it through practice. So the pre-practice cold tub? Pre-practice. God damn. Contrast. That. <laughs> Man. <laughs> That's next level. That's why we got to give respect to Braun. All right, so who whose spot in the LeBron last dance doc is secured? D-Wade. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> D-Wade in there. Rich Paul. Rich Paul, of course. Of yeah. course. Mav is Mav, obviously in there. Yeah. They're the producers of it. They're all EPs. Yep. I'll give you one. Tristan Thompson is in there. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's in there. Channing Fry. Channing Fry. Yep. Richard Jefferson. One I'm telling them. you, both of them. Both of them they, in? And Kevin Love. They're going to be sitting all three of yep. them together cracking jokes. So that's, right. that's the little crew right there. Uh, who else, man? I'm trying to think who... That who, whole Cavs team is going to be in. J.R. Smith is going to be in. Who unexpected? J.R. Smith. Who unexpected is going to be in it? Because it's easy to go with the yeah. those. Those ones are easy. But like unexpected. Like, oh, I didn't know he'd be in it. You know what I'm thinking? Booby Gibson. Booby Gibson Booby is Gibson not going. in it, bro. Yeah. Hey, he's from Houston. Yeah, yeah. Booby's going to make that it. That don't got nothing to do with getting into the LeBron docs. Dude, they won 120. <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah, now we coming downtown. Nah, like, Booby Gibson, I don't feel like he's getting in it. He getting in it. They got to talk about that first Cleveland thing. Who are they going to talk to? Is it Drunas Elgaskas? They're not talking to him. Nah, uh, Verjow. Oh, yeah, Andy. Andy's a guy, though. But Booby's Booby's good on camera. That's why. You need need someone who's going to bring a spark to it. Well, all right. I, I for one, can't wait for the doc. Uh, We were talking about uh, Jordan's last dance doc. See, what was your favorite moments from the Jordan Last Dance, dog? Because that was an epic. I mean, at that time in history, we were in the pandemic. We had nothing to watch. They, yeah. like, hurried up and put it out. And it was, like, that was, like, the first appointment viewing outside of, like, live sports that I felt like we had in a while. So we were all locked in. What was your favorite moment? I think um, that security guard that looked like <laughs> Bob from Martin. <laughs> Bob from accounting. Yeah, the one that did the shrug. Like, yep. that killed me because, like, the gambling, for one, because <laughs> Jordan has said in the doc, like, remember he had his glasses on in the press conference? It was like, my wife said I had a gambling problem. Something like that. <laughs> it's like, it's sus that you had the glasses on. At that it. time. He was, and then you were gambling in this clip. It was just wild. Like, was, that's probably my favorite. And then the Dennis Rodman stuff. Dennis Rodman, absolutely my favorite. That you reenacted. It was sick when you did it. it <laughs> I sick. appreciate that. That was... I. My family was embarrassed by me after I put that up, <laughs> for sure. Did you do that the was voice? my introduction to you. Oh, uh, you gotta see. You haven't seen my. I life? haven't. I haven't right. seen it. No. So, Sid, that was your. That's like my most famous thing I've ever done on the internet. Is I did the impression of Dennis Rodman in the Michael Jordan Last Dance doc, and it went crazy viral. I had no idea it was going to do that too. It took me like maybe an hour to film, it's edit, and post. Close. And I'm like, this yeah. is stupid. And I just put it up. I came back. That thing had like a million views immediately. I said, I need to know this, man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was next level buffoonery. But that's the cool thing about the doc is like, it actually did spin, like it's spawned two movies now. Because there's yeah. the, the Rodman 48 Hours yeah. in Vegas coming out. And then there was Air, mm-hmm. which I have an interesting take on Air. Have you guys seen Air? I have seen Air. Yeah. Sydney, yeah. You haven't, Sid? I'm going to ruin it for you. <laughs> Michael Jordan ends up being... The star of Nike. I don't know. I, spoiler, I mean, alert. spoiler alert. But it, it, it's, it's kind of a dumb movie. 
It's no, it's not a dumb no? movie. No, it's a commercial. It's kind of a dumb movie. It's though, not a I mean. dumb movie. It's 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 really funny, dude. All right. It's really funny. It's well acted, well written. It's but at the acting. end of the day, it's a commercial. It's just like the last dance was a commercial. It's not a documentary. It's a commercial. It's like, look how great I am, right? So, all right, let me explain to you what happens in the movie, Sid, real quick. Yeah. And you know this. It's not this is the, that's the thing about it. There's no twists, there is no turns. The equivalent would be this. Somebody does a movie on Dan Gilbert, owner of the Cavs, and their general manager in 2014. I don't know who that was. Somebody look that up for me if you can. And the movie opens up and they're like, we have to bring the Cavs a championship, but we don't know how to do it. And they're in the think tank and they're like, man, and they're watching tape we on don't all these guys. And, like, and one of the Gordon scouts Hayward's is at home. Available. They're like, Gordon Hayward? I don't know. And then the scout is at home and he comes in and he slams a videotape. Videotapes weren't the thing back then, but still, he slams a videotape on the table. What's that? And he says, I got it. What is it? He said, it's a player in Miami, LeBron James. And they're like, are you crazy? We don't, we Wait, can't LeBron get him. LeBron James? There's no way. And then the movie ends with LeBron James coming back and everybody applauds the scout. Yeah. Like Dan you did Gilbert. It. You saw it. They're like, man, these guys are revolutionary. And it's like, yeah, no yeah. shit. You don't say. <laughs> That's what air is. It's like, but like, there's, there's applauding a bunch of people who did it, win six championships, but, six rings, revolutionize, revolutionize basketball and do all the, all the work. But it wasn't like the, look, the story air wasn't about like, is Michael Jordan going to be great? Because they knew he was going to be great. It was, do we blow our entire budget on one guy who wants to go to Adidas? That's, I mean, that's really the, the obstacles they overcame. It wasn't like, I don't know how good he is. It was, you want to give the entire budget to one guy, which was unheard of, particularly for a small company. Man, stop hating on Air. Air was I'm a not good hating, movie, man. I'm just saying. It's a commercial, I, but I it's a good-ass commercial. I wanted more. I'm just saying. Like, it's the same thing with LeBron. It's like, man, do we blow our whole free agency on LeBron? I don't yeah. know. <laughs> There's other players available. Is this crazy? Do we trade Andrew Wiggins? We just drafted him. Are you nuts? You don't trade a first overall pick? You know, it's like kind of that. It's, it was a good movie. I was just like, you know. I'm going to text you when I watch it. I'm going to see who I agree with. Thank you. That's, that's all I'm looking for. All right, last series the Lakers played, they beat the Golden State Warriors. Um, a lot was said about this Golden State Warrior team, kind of where they are as a franchise. Obviously, the inner team dynamics between Draymond, Jordan Poole, Steph Curry, of where they are, all these things. And it, it, it was a question on social media, um, which is where I get all my basketball news as a casual basketball fan, uh, about Draymond doing his podcast during the season. And is that a distraction? I feel like I have a take that I'm still kind of crafting in my head. But I'll, Sydney, for you first, as a professional basketball player, do you think it's a distraction for Draymond to be doing his podcast while the season is going on. And I want to hear if you're a hypocrite because you are probably the last person that I should be asking this question to. But I'm going to let you answer anyway. Go ahead. Shoot. As a person who doesn't play a lot, it would be very different <laughs> for me <laughs> to be having a podcast versus somebody who starts or plays like heavy minutes for a team. Like it's wild to me. It's the equivalent of like, and I would, and even like, I still wouldn't do it. Even if I didn't play a single minute, I wouldn't do it during the season. Like, Why not though? the way that he's doing it. It's the equivalent of like, you know, when you go in for halftime and you're like waiting until the coaches come in. It would be like if I just set up 
my podcast stuff in my locker right there and started doing the stuff before the coaches came in at halftime. And then I even, even then I just let them, let it keep running while they're talking. Like it's wild to see him doing this, like (laughs) post game. What? First of all, shout out to Andre Iguodala, point forward podcast, Metal Arc Property. Also active player doing podcasts. Oh yeah. So (laughs) I think to me, it's not that he pods. I don't care that he pods. Okay. I care that he gives away, if not state secrets, but just things that you don't want to give away. Like, Do you think th- it's helped other teams when they play? No, them? it's not even help. Like, oh, Draymond said they're going to try trapping us. Uh, you know, and what, it's not that. It's mm-hmm. stuff like when he talked about Steph's mentality when it comes to LeBron. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, don't say that out loud, man. Like, just you guys know podcasts. Like, no, you start vomiting no, at the I, mouth. I lot, know. This is a lot of time to feel. That's when you got someone behind the glass and will say, we're going to mark that one right there, <laughs> man. You can't say that stuff. Because yeah. in an active series, like it's one thing to say it, it's another thing to say it actively in the middle of series because you don't know what the mentality is over there. They might pretend to be confident, or whatever, but you might have just given them, oh, we in their heads or whatever. So yeah. I don't I, like, I wish he wasn't so revelatory. I know that's what's going to make him great at this mm-hmm. when he's done playing, but it's like, bro, you don't have to be that great right now. You can be like just yeah. good and then yeah. kick it up into high gear when you're eliminated, talk about other teams. Or when you're done playing altogether. Um, yeah. Having said that, like the act of podcasting, I don't think. Look, would I rather him be podcasting or hitting the streets? I'd rather him be podcast. Why does it got to be the only two options? Because <laughs> idle time, why, why idle, got, idle time is the devil's play things or, or whatever. Or John Moran, you ain't got to. There's a lot of in between <laughs> you could be doing there. I don't know. I like. I think people make a big deal out of athletes in general doing anything that they don't, they perceive to be not their craft yeah and like i know i mean all you guys are both pro athletes so you know it as someone who's worked in in the space for a long time there's a lot of downtime people don't understand that like even the hardest crazy maniacal workers there's a lot of time when you ain't got shit to do so it's like that's why a lot of guys will go into creative spaces like music or you know or podcasting or whatever it is mm-hmm. it's all kind of stuff that's like fairly harmless right right in comparison yeah. to what could be happening with what a lot of guys do with their with their idle time which is hitting the streets and not, i don't know yeah. not a john Morant okay. way but like a hit yeah. the streets you know just hit, hit the streets well, I, so you guys are okay with him podcasting you just don't like the content that he. i just think the timing is what the timing is wild and what he's saying i agree with i mean like it's what you're saying like just wait until later because even next year steph curry probably i mean he's still gonna be playing i don't want lebron knowing like what i think about our matchup so yeah. it's just like save some of that stuff but also i just like envisioning him setting up stuff in the locker room you like know that. why i know so much about the las vegas <laughs> you got hold on you got you got draymond like before kerr walks in hold on y'all hold on. check 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 all right, all right here we go <laughs> But yeah, you know this. This this brought to you by Manscaped. Uh, <laughs> here in this locker room, locker room takes brought to you by Manscaped. Uh, I I know everything I know about the inner workings of the Las Vegas Aces because of Sydney Colson. She <laughs> does content literally in the locker room, places she's not supposed to, on the bus, every situation in the game. She'll be doing funny stuff. When she gets in the game, so to hear her say that Draymond Green's podcast is a distraction is wild hypocritical. I'm a hypocrite. We got to the bottom of it. You know what? I think Draymond, I think once you get 
the amount of gray hairs that Draymond has. If you are any active professional athlete and you have that amount of gray hairs, you can do what you want. And I have that amount. They're, they're just colored right now, but yeah. I have. See, then then you're good. And the same with Draymond, because you're at that stage where like, I got to start preparing for life after this. Correct. So when you get the grays, you know, you're allowed to do whatever you want. That's just my, that's my take. You period. mentioned in the streets. Ja, <laughs> period. Ja is in the streets. Um, or at least it appears to be so on live. A situation with John. I'm I'm not making light of it. It, it sucks because he's a young boy in the NBA. I see what you did there. <laughs> and he's learning, <laughs> right? And he's there's certain lumps he has to take. But objectively, this this is stupid. This got to be the dumbest way to get in trouble with the history that we have of Ja. Am I am I right or am I wrong? You are correct. <laughs> so. 100 percent correct. This is this is why I think about it, man. Because I I initially reacted like, oh, I, we we just told you, and then I felt like, yo, why do I feel like I'm talking to my kids? Because that's exactly the conversation. Like, am I absolutely clear? Yes. And then like two weeks later, we just talked about this, right? <laughs> but then I thought about it. Josh's closer in age to my kids than he is to me. This is okay. how young. This it put in perspective. This is how young Ja is. Soldier Boy's old school music for him. Mm, he old. was seven years old when Superman that yeah. came out, right? And I, and I do still Google Soldier Boy music sometimes. But I'm just saying, like, think about that. He was seven years old when that song is like a kid song, right? Yeah. Damn near from from my old ass. But for John, it's like I, my parents would play it around the house. Mm. Like, think about that. That's like, what his dad is playing when he's uh, on the grill. Yeah, exactly. On Memorial Day weekend, he's playing Soldier Boy. Tell him, and they're all doing the dance in the backyard. <laughs> oh, him yeah, and his little cousins. Soldier Boy, I'm fitness. <laughs> so it's just like the idea that like he's not gonna make dumb mistakes. Like the other thing about it, dumb as it is, he ain't hurt nobody. That that's like that's kind of like it's not like he was. So when Steven Jackson talks about this and he's like, you know, I've made mistakes too. Steven Jackson talked about being actively in a shootout <laughs> as an NBA player, getting out there, like, getting hit by a car so hard it knocked his teeth out. Getting yeah. up, pulling the gun out, and blah, 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 blah. like that's what he's talking about. Jaws just like dancing with the, the little gun from Harlem Nights. That's that's his big crime. Like holding the Steven small ja Steven Jackson, maybe that's how it started for him. Maybe he was just dancing with a little gun at one point and it turned. I'm gonna tell up. you. I'm yep. gonna tell you right now. It did not start like that. For <laughs> Steven Jackson, which is funny because you have never heard Soldier Boy stories. Sometimes ah. they do sound a little like Steven Jackson stories. Ah. Steven ah. Jackson ah. might be real. I don't know, but it, the stories are. I'm just saying they both was in the streets the same way. I, I'm gonna tell you from this from the podcast stories. I, I'm gonna tell you right now. I've heard the Stephen Jackson stories far beyond. Far, Me too. Far before, far beyond the podcast. What, the podcast. Yes, stuff. Yeah, I I also have heard the history of uh, Stephen Jackson in these streets. So I, I don't think he's wrong, and I don't think John Morant is a bad kid. I, mm -hmm. I, and I think that's the problem everybody has with it is because like yo, you're you're not doing anything but hurting yourself, you know. Yeah. And also, yes, he's young. 23, I'm trying to put myself back when I was 23, and everybody's situation is different. And no, I didn't have $200 million contract Same either, man. which I, I didn't, you know, I was still on my grind trying to get to it. $10 million for every year you've been alive on the planet. $10 million for every every year you've been <sighs> alive as well. But also, I, I, but it's not like they're saying like, yo, don't hang out with your friends. Disown your family. Don't forget where you came from. You got to stop talking to people you love or being, it's like, yo, just don't up the strap on the internet. Layla. That's a very... The, the partners, the endorsers, they just like, yo, just don't pull out. 
the blicky. <laughs> like it's a very simple, and, and I feel like you could do that. See, that's what I'm saying. I feel like that's a request that can be met. Oh, I'm great at hiding the strap. <laughs> oh. Soldier Boy, tell him that does it for this. This, this I, segment. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. I shouldn't have done that here. I shouldn't have done that here. All right, the NBA lottery was this week, and the Spurs got the golden ticket. Mm-hmm. I mean, the San Antonio Spurs. As a casual who has not worked with the NBA, I can yeah. say this: the most boring NBA team. Um, in my lifetime, the most boring champion mm-hmm. uh, dynasty. dynasty. Yeah, say it. Yeah. Like literally one of the best, but they are boring. Their colors are boring. Yeah, um, their style of basketball is boring. <laughs> Their colors are black, white, and gray. Yeah, I mean you can't <laughs> literally. Those are like the first three colors, primary colors <laughs> in, in Earth existence. Yeah. Like before they got to the blues, and yeah. Yeah. they were like, all right, let's start with these three: black, white, gray. Yep. Right. So very boring, but they get Victor. Uh, Wimbenyama, if if they choose sure. to go in that direction, sure. I don't know why they wouldn't, but yeah. it, it does seem like we're going to be hearing a lot more about the Spurs in, for the next, we'll call it at least 10 to 15 years. Will we? If everything was, I don't know, you Did tell me. Did we hear a lot more of them with, with Tim Duncan? Like, yeah, they were winning and they were successful. We didn't hear much because, yeah. as you said, boring. But I don't, think, I don't think Tim Duncan, like, there wasn't as much fanfare. And this is a good tipping off point because I think it was Wojo who called Victor Wimbenyama, not only the best NBA prospect ever, but maybe the best prospect of the history of team sports. And we were around for the LeBron, yeah, you know, Kupla coming in. And Wimbenyama seems big. It doesn't seem that big, but I'm not in an NBA circle, so you I'm, tell me. I'm going to tell you right now, that is hyperbole at, of the highest level. Man, because cap is what we call that super on journeyman. LeBron James as a... I want to see a freshman rising to sophomore in high school. Mm-hmm. The, whenever the Lenny Cook game happened, like he was already a household name. Mm. He was on the cover of Sports Illustrated as a junior in high school. Yeah, with the title "The Chosen One." Mm-hmm. As a senior, one of the biggest news stories was that he got a Hummer as a gift from his mom, and people were saying, "Wait, how is that possible?" It's like, well, when you know this guy's gonna yeah. make whatever, you buy him a Hummer, right? Yeah. Very simple. He, get, he declares for the drive. He goes number one, and there's a bidding war between the sneaker companies for him, Adidas and Nike. Nike they wins. They should make a movie about this. Yeah, they, they will. <laughs> Not sure. They will. $100 million. $100 million. And by the way, Reebok offered 125 but they came in too late into the bidding. Mm. In the history of basketball, there's two guys, I would say, that had that hype. LeBron, mm-hmm. Kareem. Kareem. People knew who Kareem was like as an eighth grader. Yeah, right. I remember that. Like, so it, it was, but it was nah. a different time. Obviously, there wasn't the internet and all that stuff. So obviously, LeBron was way more widespread. Victor Wembanyama might be the greatest player of all time right now. I don't know. I'm maybe, maybe yeah. he's gonna grow up to be the greatest player of all time. But he's not as hype as LeBron James because LeBron James was ubiquitous. People who didn't know basketball knew who this dude was. My mom who does not follow basketball. She's a sports fan, but does mm-hmm. not follow basketball. When I was in 10th grade, I missed curfew by like 10 minutes. And she was doing the black mom thing where she's cussing me the hell out. Like I just, like I just like shot six people or yes. something, right? Like she's like, are you out of your damn I, mind? I have both I will, received and delivered yes, this speech. Yes, she's <laughs> giving it to me for these 10 minutes that I was past curfew. And in the speech, she says, oh, you must think you LeBron James, mm-hmm. huh? You must think you LeBron James. I don't see no Hummer in that parking lot. And it was like, 
That was the moment. I'm like, damn, LeBron's a big deal. Dude, that's how you know. That's how I that's do. I'm like, you know. Black Mama Lecture just referenced LeBron James in the Hummer. It, that's, but that's that's it, right? Like, but I'm, is that just because it's we're in the United States though? It's like it's worldwide dude, when Benyama. Bigger. If, if you're calling him the most hype prospect ever, it's got to be. And he's not hyped here. The basketball mecca. Dog, like, I mean that that seems to be like a pretty low bar. Hey, the most hyped prospect ever. Is he big in the United States? Well, not well, not really. And just some nerds over here on the internet know. Oh, then guess what? He's not. Mm. This is what happens when you live on Twitter. You live in a bubble. You think everyone that you follow and you interact with, what they're talking about is what the world is talking about. But the world doesn't know Victor Wembanyama. My dad watches basketball. Uh-huh. He's a sports fan. He doesn't know who Victor Wembanyama is. He might like oh like the French kid, but he doesn't know who he is. Right. If I put him up on screen, a headshot. I won't recognize most him. people won't recognize who he is right and again these are not knocks on him as a player mm-hmm. this is when you say this is the most hype guy i submit to you a bigger percentage of the population in the united states knew who tim duncan was coming out yeah than, than victor woman yeah and by and when tim duncan came out it inspired mass tanking Across the league, including the Spurs, who, who got him. Okay, what do you think about him as a player? I want your basketball. And don't dance around this shit, I mean. I right. want you to tell me the same way you sat up there in 2016 and you said LeBron is oh, done, man. fam. Right? Bring this back. <laughs> All right? I want you to give me your Wimbenyama take. Right. Is he going to be the best? You were wrong in the LeBron one. We the, can both say that. I, right? I don't think, yes, I was wrong LeBron in 2016. And, yeah. and I atoned for that sin. I'm okay. sorry, LeBron. All right. But is he going to be the best? That's such a high bar, man. And I feel for him because it's like, if you what, where do you land if you don't reach that bar? As a prospect, he's incredibly unique in that. Obviously, 7'3", and an incredible wingspan, but he moves very fluidly like a perimeter player, right? So in terms of shot making, in terms of like being able to see and make passes and all that, like it's unparalleled. We've never had anything like that with someone who moves like that. I saw uh, last night... The Nuggets-Lakers game, Michael Porter Jr. hit a, a three-point in the corner where Austin Reeves like, had perfect technique on the closeout and a hand, a hand in the face, not figuratively, literally, literally hand, hand in the in face. The face. Yep. And, but Michael Porter Jr. just went like, directionally upwards. And it's like, yeah, I'm 6'10", and you're 6'6". At some point, it doesn't matter what Science. you do. Science kicked Science. in. <laughs> yep. Science kicked in. Now, add five, what is it, five inches? Yeah. To that? Five to five to six. That, that's like an insane amount of thing. Now, what are the concerns? Number one, his body. Health, yep. What's the history of people seven, two plus in this league? They all get hurt. A lot. Yeah. A lot. All of them, right? El Gaskis, Yao Ming, George Mirazan, Manu Bo, uh, Sean Bradley. Like, the, uh, what's my man, Dan? Boban might be the only one, and he doesn't play. Boban, Boban is low management. Right, like throughout his career, natural, natural, natural load career. management. So, but talent sake. And the, by the way, all those guys played a very, by comparison, sedentary meaning like they jog down the court, they go to the block, they're in the paint, and then they come down here and then the paint. Yep. You're not asking them to cut, move laterally, cross people over, step back, tray. Yeah, like follow, that, dude. That's all sorts of pressures on the ligaments and and the tendons and stuff like that. Again, I'm not predicting. I'm just saying, like, yeah. we have a case history. So a case like, history. So you don't feel great about him. If the bar is he's going to be the greatest ever, you don't feel great about making that declaration right now. 
about making that declaration, no. About taking number one, I feel very confident. Obviously, yes. Taking number yeah. one. Wimbenyama goes to the Spurs. A lot of French Spurs fans because of Tony Parker. Yep. LeBron James goes to the Cavs, born and raised in Akron, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Jeremy Lennon free agency goes to the Houston Rockets. Mm-hmm. A lot of Rockets fans in China. Yep. Conspiracy theorists out there. <laughs> I've seen pictures of Wimbenyama in a Spurs jersey when he's a kid. Yep. He said his family was hoping for that. The people of, of France were hoping for that. You're an NBA guy, man. Is this... Are they going to cut our mics because we're talking about I'm, this? Is I'm, this is this what's happening? I'm not just an NBA guy. I am the host of Basketball Illuminati. You are Illuminati. the host of a Basketball Illuminati. What does the uh, Basketball Illuminati say? Uh, so all I'm going to say is, you know what team he played for in France, right? Uh-oh. What the is it? The club that he played for. Not this last season, but the season before. Who was it? Well, let's just say the owner was this guy named Tony Parker. Mm. <laughs> That's where uh, we drop the conspiracy music. No, 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 no. That's it for Journeyman this week. Shout out to Metal Arc Media. Shout out to Amin El Hassan and Sydney Colson for joining us today. Make sure you journey back same time next week. Superman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>